0: welcome back to the Joe Cozo show today's guest his name is Rob Esposito I love talking to this guy because he is a self motivator he is someone who took a business started from scratch had absolutely nothing no one gave him a dime and built it into this huge conglomerate called Relocators. It's a moving business right here on Long Island. Another reason why I love talking to Rob is how real he is. He talked about the trials and tribulations of growing up, having a mother and father divorced, him getting a divorce. He is so transparent, doesn't hold anything back, talked about how when he was younger he was selling drugs just to make a couple of bucks, whatever it is okay i love people coming on the show and just being real and then a true success story and is none other like this man rob esposito so but before we get into the interview before we do that make sure you subscribe to our channel over on youtube on rumble also the audio version on apple podcast stitcher spotify and also today's show is brought to you by my pillow go over to mypillow.com. make sure you check out their new my pillow 2.0 it is a fantastic pillow and when you go on use promo code T J C S You get up to 66% off I mean come on all right with that being said you're gonna love this guy Rob Esposito all right welcome back to the Joe Cozo show we have lots to talk about I got something going. I got something cooking here. This is the big leagues. It's New York. I said, I was in the worst neighborhood, man. I said, I had a near-death experience. Crazy? Robert. <laughs> if you've been through what I've been through in the past month, you'd be, you be crazy, too. All right. Rob Esposito. What's up, brother? What's up, brother? How are you? Oh, doing well. You're a guy that, see, here's the thing. You look good and white. You got a nice little tan going on, full head of hair. You got that beard going perfect. A lot of times though, people like for me, like I have pale skin. You know, if I'm not in the sun, and I'm like, oh man, I don't know about the white. But you, you're rocking it. You do it. You're doing it well. Saturday night, I was at the founders
1: room, and my daughter. Founders room. uh, Paramount. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And my daughter facetimes me. She's seven. And right away, I just went to the barber shop, so he had like the black pen on it. And she's like, Daddy, why is your beard so dark? Like blew me up. Like five people
0: were around and heard it all ah. FaceTime it was so funny. <laughs> so, seven. so for people that don't know who you are, give us a little background about yourself. Where are you from? You know, and, and what do you do?
1: Yeah. Um, so I grew up, I went to Sachem. And uh, I grew up out east in Suffolk and in Queens. My parents were divorced. So part and part. And uh I started uh, Relocators. Basically, we're a full-service moving company. We specialize in house cleanouts, estate sales, online auctions, storage. You're
0: at- talking about your business. Yes. But, but, but before we get into that, though, so you, you grew up in on Long Island or in Queens? Long Island. So you in grew Queens up in- Queens on the weekends. In Queens on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you had, you, who your father was out in Queens? Yeah. How yeah. was that? How was doing that? How was, you know, going from Long Island and then all of a sudden you had this whole different life in Queens? Queens, because it's- Complete opposite.
1: Yeah. And for me, like for my dad was a city fireman, like Harlem, 139th Street, and at some points he didn't even uh, he didn't even have a home. So we would sleep at the firehouse. We were, me and my brother were in a couple riots when we were like eight and ten years old. And I like lived this life where we would be in Harlem, like Frank Lucas Harlem on the weekend, or be at a bar with my dad, and then we'd come home to Suffolk. And I remember being terrified in Suffolk, like, because it was quiet now. Like, I was terrified alone with my mother in the house, you know? So that's the weird part. You would think it was the other way around. Yeah, but But, because there's a lot of action where you are. Yeah, and you're safe. There's men. You're in a firehouse, you know, or you're with your father. But now you're alone in the suburbs where you are probably safe. Who knows who's safe? But, and now you feel terrified. And I remember always feeling that way, like. On the weekends like with the transition
0: when you look back you know and and you see that you're so you're hanging out at the firehouse you're sleeping there at the firehouse you know when you look back at those memories do you love those memories or is that something you like say you know even though I was with my father I really wasn't with my father because we were at the firehouse and he had other things that he was kind of doing you know how how was that for you no I love it like
1: even when we talk about
0: it now like you know, my dad'll be like when we were
1: kids. Like we were all kids. Like me, him and my brother were all kids. Yeah, yeah. like we weren't the yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was the kid too. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a good relationship. So, that's yeah. a good father to have. You know, like remember when we were kids and we used you know. Yeah. Well you guys would tell stories and you know, people would be like, Where did they come up with this shit? And thank God they didn't believe you. Yes, yeah. Because they were true. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So so you, you would go back and forth. Tell me about your, your childhood here on the island. You know, when you were Growing up, or when you were in high school, so to speak, let's just go right to high school, what did you see yourself doing? Like, did you, you know, when you're in class or you're by yourself in your room or, and you're thinking about, okay, I have a, you know, this could be potential college coming up. I'm, you know, that's what you know, a lot of people are doing. Um, I could get into business. What did you see yourself as? Like, say, when you get to 25 years old, when you were in high school.
1: I didn't know. I mean, fireman was definitely like the one passion option that I would have done. Um, I would definitely say I was into acting. I I wasn't into acting like drama in high school, but I always like wanted to study acting. I was big into people. You know, I wound up going to Suffolk and. I got a minor in acting and like theology classes I took a lot. I was into that. But then I also was big into psych and sociology. I went to St. Joe's and got my bachelor's there doing that. And it was just kind of like just because I was staying home and to go through the motions. Like nobody that I grew up with ever went to college. Like none of my friends or anything. I think I was the only one. But it wasn't for anything. I always knew I would either do my own thing or...
0: Like, go for the acting thing. So, you, so, that, so, acting was one of the things that you, you were like, hey, I, I could see myself doing that. But, you know, I didn't go away to college. I did, and then I came right back. But, so I didn't have that luxury of what it's like to live on your own and do things. Why didn't you go away to college? And if you could, now when you think about it, if you could do it all over again, would you? Would you have left the nest, so to speak, and, and explored?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, if, I, if I had the opportunity back then, I would have. Now, I wouldn't. Like, like, I don't think I'd want to send my kids to college. Like, I would put them in community, like how ridiculous college has become in this country. But back then, to go and do that and have that fun, it, it was never an opportunity. There wasn't what, what, money for that. What, what do you mean that, though? What do you mean by ridiculous how college is right now? Because people just push their kids to college just to go to college you know what I mean like yes do I think going to college helped me and I learned a lot I'm all for learning but so many people just pay for the college to pay for the college and there's no real direction on where the kids are going so unless you need you're going to be a lawyer you're going to be a doctor why are you just sending them to this expensive school to go party? Like I, I would never do that. I agree <laughs> with that. I, you know, I mean, you know it dep- I mean, like
0: you said, if they have, if the kid has direction and says, "Hey, listen, I want, I want to be a registered nurse, or I want to be a doctor," like you said, or I want to be an engineer, yeah, and maybe work for say Lockheed Martin or something like that. Then yeah, I can understand that. Hundred percent. And you know, I thought you were going down a different path. My thing with kids, you know, taking bringing them to college now, you run the risk of them being, I, kind of like. Liberalized. Yeah, liberalized, but also just, you know, groomed in a certain yes. way that I don't really I'd be nervous about. Absolutely. You know, I would be nervous about sending them to a four year college and now they come back and they're this totally different aspect of what I was teaching them and what I you know, the values that I have, and then all of a sudden it's different. So I would get i I'd get nervous about that. You you have three kids, right? We were talking yes. before. Are you nervous about sending them away to school, if something like that? Or is that something that you, hey, if they want to go, they go, and they have to learn it on their own?
1: I would say I'm 100%. I'm nervous in second grade about, like, with the stuff you see in the books. And,
0: that wasn't there. See, I my daughter's 22, and yeah. I, it wasn't there yet. Now? I mean, I just missed that whole thing. Literally, my second grader has
1: already outmathed me in homework. Like, I can't help her with her homework. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. What, it makes no sense.
0: Yeah. Are you talking about because they do that long yeah, form? Yeah,
1: What's it called? The, uh, the, the,
0: I, yeah, I know. I, I forget it, too. Yeah. But that was like... They were... They were just dabbling in it, and I was like, mm, "I don't yeah, know what you, the hell that is." Yeah. We
1: could just do this. Let's just, you know, divide. And that's the answer. You got the answer in two seconds, but now you need an hour to figure out how
0: you got the answer. It's like, yeah, no, how- yeah, I know. Tell me about your about your childhood though when you were younger. So when you get out of high school, were you somebody that loved going around on the island, going to clubs? Were you someone that was always chasing girls? Like, you know, what, what was your thing? Like for me, I, I, I stayed here and I was at a club Tuesday night, Thursday night, Saturday night, the Hamptons. I would say every night from 14 on.
1: I was, I was, oh, like, I was groomed in, like, to partying, like as a kid, like I would hang out in bars with my parents playing pool, you know, in Queens, whether it was my mother or my father because my mother was from Queens so like we were always like the kids in the back of the bar playing pool so i always had that passion and when i the the like group of people i grew up with they were like 2 or 3 years older than me to this day, like, there's, like, maybe four that are extremely successful, and the rest all passed away by, like, 20 to 25. So, it was either, like, you went dead, or you're, like, have three
0: Lamborghinis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> that's a, like, that's how it went. Yeah, that's a big extreme. It's crazy. So, what, what were some of the clubs that you went to? Like, you know, what were you... Eclipse, were you, down the block. Eclipse. down the block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah eclipse down the block. Yeah. Uh, were you a Big Hamptons guy, too? A little
1: bit, like... I was big into Neptunes and the Bordy Barn. Yeah. I liked the day stuff in the Hamptons. Bordy Barn was
0: something yeah, else. It was, you know, it just closed. Just closed. Yeah, I, know. I went there one time. I had a quick story to tell you about the Bordy Barn. So, we're all there, and, and, and you you know the feeling of getting ready, and, you, you know, your friends are talking about, hey, we're going to go to the Bordy Barn this weekend, Yeah. so it was, and for the people that don't know, Bordy Barn, is, it's an outside club, it's like on, like a, oh, there we go, Field. yeah, there, there we go. go, there yeah. we go, yeah, 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 totally oh, forgot yeah. that we could do this. Yeah. So, you know, it's outside, and we're all, you know, and you're drinking beers and, and cups, and you knew what was going to happen, and I, um... We, we get there, and it's packed out. The line is down the thing, and we found hours. a way to, yeah, finagle to get into the thing. And the friends that I'm with, we're doing blow, and I'm fucked up, right? Yeah. And, I would, and, and I was, we're trying to get in, and we were doing, I probably did too much before I even got in, yeah, so yeah. now once I get in, I'm like, fucked up yeah we're doing i'm drinking beer and my thing was i didn't care about that good time i'd leave my friends in about two seconds all i cared about is where the hot girls let me try to talk to them that's it right you know that was that that was my whole thing and this is my experience here at at the morty barn so all of a sudden i don't know i'm at the bar one of the bars there and the bartender starts oh no I, i i'm sorry I had to go to the bathroom and it's so packed. You see how that is, and they had the, the outside stools. Yeah, the porta So a lot of times you could just pee because the bar there was no, you <sighs> yeah, know, you could yeah. pee right there. Nobody yeah, would know no anything percent. right yeah, on the floor because it's dirt. Even if they were looking, they didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they didn't know. Yeah. So I started, I started peeing right there, but I didn't realize that. There was just a table, and I'm actually now peeing, and the bartender could feel it on his foot. So I didn't even realize that. And he starts, all of a sudden, the bartender starts grabbing ice and starts throwing throwing it at me. And I'm like, ah, okay, we're going to do that. So I take my beer, and I threw it at him. Now I just thought we were having a good time because everybody's going crazy. And about two seconds, two guys like your size come, pick me up over their head. I'm only there for like 20 minutes. Outside, see you later. You're out of here. And my friends fucking stayed. And I'm just sitting there. I walked to that diner that everybody used to go to. There was some diner. Yeah, around the corner. Yeah, around the corner for like four hours, just sitting there waiting and, for them oh. to come. I'm not hungry. Yeah, that's a because I'm whacked out of my moment. face. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's like the birds chirping. Oh, I hate that feeling.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, fucking crazy. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, th- but obviously you. So you you're a big club guy, right? Obviously, you, you got to, you know. For me, I had to get out of that stage, and you have to get out of that stage, right, of hanging out and doing things. and And what am I going to do? What did you start gearing yourself towards, right? So you're in. Did you, when you left college, whatever you were majoring in, did you go automatically right into the workforce of what you, you know, you were doing?
1: No, I pretty much almost went right into business. Um, I was always my only my only jobs like and i joke around like i escaped um believe me i didn't escape nothing (laughs) but i was a pizza boy and i worked at a vincent's clan bar for like five years through college so that was that was a real good experience because it's owned by two brothers and i'm One's actually a partner of mine now. We own buildings together. But they were like mentors to me. And they both had different ways. I don't know if you know Vincent, but it's like... I know Little Vincent's and Ronkonkoma. Is that the same thing? No, Vincent's Clam Bar and Carl Place. It's like one of the busiest restaurants ever on Long Island. No, I've never been there, though. It's just... It's very well known. Yeah. Yeah, you should check it out. And um, it was just fast-paced. Like, we would work a 12-hour day, party all night, and go right back to work for 12 hours. And you would make a ton of money, and everybody... Cash! You know, they had all the... They would... Catered Mirage Happy Hour, so you would just go right after work in your clothes. Like it was a good time, and I learned a lot about
0: working hard and business there. You know. And so, so what did you? How did you? What did you poly that into? So you're making a lot of cash, you're going out, right? And you're hanging out with guys that have, you know, and and you're being mentored by these two brothers that are successful. Yeah. And they obviously took a liking to you. Why do you think they took a liking to you? I just worked real hard,
1: um, you know, and they were grassroots. They totally pulled themselves up you know they got the restaurant some crazy story like while they were college kids at Hofstra their dad like something happened someone came down and um like was pinching the uh owner and they were able to buy the restaurant as two like busboys or two waiters are you serious yeah some crazy story like that so they did it themselves and they were just very like you know they were good people. They were good people yeah, to you. Good people.
0: So, how did you? Again, though, how did you? So, you, so, you obviously have to leave that, right? And yep. and then what do you do from there? Are you do you get? You know, are you married at the time? How old are you at the time when you leave that that
1: place? I'm like 22, 23, and I'm miserable with like the fact that college ended, and now like this is what I'm doing. Like I'm not working two nights and two days. I'm working four 12-hour days. Literally, you wake up and then it's nighttime and you're working the entire time. And I'm like, this is not what I want to do with my life. My plan was probably to like save up some money. Even when I started my company, my plan was to save up money buy a route maybe, like save up a hundred grand, buy a like route. Like a Boar's Head route yeah, or something? something like like that. my yeah. best friend owns a Boar's Head route, yeah. his father. It's crazy how, exactly the, yeah.
0: yeah, that was going around Yeah, that's what used to go around. Should I was I buy thinking potato though? chips at the yeah. time. But, Should I do Boar's yeah. at old wise yeah. chips route or something like that? Yeah. My my
1: Nana in 2000 got cancer and my mother was like the caretaker of the family. She had to like empty her queen's house in Elmhurst and bring her to Long Island. so. She, like, left her secretary job and started... Uh, she put an ad in the paper, feeling overwhelmed, old stuff out, brings the money in, let us show you where to begin. And she started this estate sale company. So that had been going on now for, like, six years where she had
0: this big following. She was one of, like, two or three only on Long Island. And, and what is she doing? Estate sales? Yeah, so... Do, so if, if somebody dies and you you don't know what to do with all the stuff, she comes in and she'll sell all the stuff and, and I guess, we're, and take a cut. Exactly.
1: And she had, like... A huge following, and she was building this business, and so me and my, you know, me and my brother thought it was crazy. But we would, I would start like doing cleanouts on the weekends after the estate sale. I would like rent the dumpster and clean out the house. So what happened was, um, the when the people were alive, they were mutual clients with assisted living. They were moving into assisted living, and the, and the assisted living directors fucking hated the movers, so they'd always like twist my arm to move the people. So oh, I, like, they didn't rent. want
0: to deal with real movers. They were like, "Hey, can you come and do it?" They just felt
1: more comfortable because we were like handling the house, cleaning out the house. They were like, "Rob, why don't you just rent the truck and move them?" It's a little bit of stuff, you know, like it was a small delivery. So I started doing that, and that's when I remember it's a funny story because one of my best friends still is like a high up local three electrician, and he worked at Vincent's with me. And at the time, like we were doing all like the the union shit where you are fucking wait outside for three days for a job, like to change your life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in like Jamaica or something and nobody gets the job. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So we were doing that and his dad was Local 3, his dad got us both in Local 3. And it was like, I was a year into doing like the clean outs with my mother and I literally said no to it and my dad, dad loaned me two grand I think I had like two grand from maybe selling pills or something and I bought a box truck and I was like I'm gonna I am gonna start like a small delivery clean out business and he's like are you fucking crazy and I remember the conversation where he was telling me I'm out of my mind and my only logic was like I'm like bro like the highest paid person makes like two hundred fifty thousand dollars like what I got to work ten years to get to that level? Like, there's no like. I rather just risk it. If I go broke, I go broke. If I get rich, I get rich. Like, I always wanted that like in my hands. I didn't want to like. I had to look at who the highest was. You and know you, what didn't, I mean?
0: you, you didn't want the. This is my paycheck. Yeah. And no matter what I do, and, and this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I got to work at. You know, I go to work. I punch out the clock. I come back home. That's, I know. Exactly. I, and then, I, I wanted the, yeah. Yeah, no, I was the exact same way. I remember there was a couple of jobs, like, you know, Verizon was one of the things. Yeah. Oh, if you get on Verizon, you get the on the- railroad. Yeah, the railroad. Yeah, railroad, yeah, railroad, yeah. the railroad. Yeah. It's a great job. You get benefits. And I'm like, no, but I, I got to work. Yeah, Like, I got to exactly. really work, and somebody's going to tell me what to do, and that doesn't seem appeasing to me. But, you know, think about that mindset that you have, right? That some people, like your friend, he went off and he he did it. Right, and yeah. and you were like mm, no, and a lot of people would think that you're crazy for
1: saying no. And he's very successful, but now he'll come and do like the lights in our buildings, and be like, I can't believe what the, I thought you were out of your fucking mind, you know what I mean? And he'll be like fixing our buildings.
0: And, yeah, yeah. And now you're yeah, doing that. Yeah. You said that you were, um, which which I found, you know, amusing because you said I was selling pills at the time. I you know I I sold pot. Yeah. Back in the day, you know, I was trying to do that, and I. Terrible at it. I was just so bad because yes. you know I was just like, anytime I hung out with girls, I would just give them all my free weed and whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then, which was also terrible, the worst thing to do is when you're trying to hang out with some girl, smoke weed with them because it totally kills the vibe yeah. of trying to fop or do anything. Yeah. So I used to lose you money. To eat and go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I would lose money and knock <laughs> it late genius. and knock it late. Yeah, it was like totally. What am I doing yeah. here? Fuck this. Yeah. But you, the reason why I, I'm asking you about it because you seem like the guy that just loves money. Like, I love money. I do. But you always seem like, hey, I got to do whatever I, you know, and what am I going to do to, you know, to make the money? How did you get into selling pills? Like, how did that come into play?
1: First of all, the whole Purdue farmer, like, we were at the height of that era. Like, I always say to people, like, Thank God. Like, Whenever they took the pills away, it was like the year we stopped because we just missed heroin. You know, like everybody yeah. after us died of heroin. Yeah, yeah, I know you what you saying. I mean, saying. like we just missed it.
0: Thank God. Um, and you're talking about like you could go to the, any doctor and they'll give you 90 pills of Vicodin's. And boom, if you have like a, a doctor that you can go to and all you do is wait in a waiting room. Like this happened to me. I don't know if this is your kind of story. I'd wait in a waiting room. I had, you know, everybody knew what we were doing. I go in, and the doctor would just be like, "What's going on?" Like, ah, uh, you know, maybe my shoulder hurts. Okay, I'm gonna give you, I'll give you Vikes, I'll give you some. What else you want? You want perks? You want this and that? And it would just be like. When I was in my late teens, I used to go to the Bronx, and there was
1: bottles like this in the closet. There were a thousand each, and they were there would be like pink Vicodins, orange Vicodins, yellow Vicodins, green Vicodins, and you just buy like a couple of bottles. That's how. Like how much there were everywhere. They yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and everybody was doing them. Everybody was doing them.
0: Yeah, did so so how, so you got into that? Were you making good money doing it, or were you I, you know? In my late teens, I was probably
1: making a thousand or two a week, which was a lot of money for me. You know, thousand dollars yeah. a
0: week in your late teens. So let's just say nineteen years old making a thousand dollars a week when some nineteen-year-olds and
1: I worked forty hours a week from fourteen on. Yeah, like either a pizzeria or waiting tables, always yeah.
0: worked. I'm sure you had a lot of good clientele when you were doing whatever everywhere. it was. Yeah, yeah everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Did this, you're the yeah. guy, you yeah. this and that. How did you say to yourself, I got to stop doing this? Did you ever get arrested? Did you ever, anything happen that you were like, hey, this is too much? Or was it just Big Pharma came down and then started regulating? No, or the government, I, I'm saying. I,
1: I think almost similar to like the, wait, the waitering thing, like like going to college and stuff is like, I don't want this as a path. My parents definitely were, my parents were awesome people as far as like, very good with like guiding. Like my stepfather was a was a retired cop. My father was a fireman. And my mother, they caught me at once, like right when I started college. And they basically were like, this is not it. And they made oh, me. Oh, they caught you with your pills. Yeah, and they made me pay for like the next year of college with the money. They fa- they found like seven grand. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I was like yeah. 18, 19 years old. You're like, oh, fucking Yeah. It. And then
0: I moved out, and then... How did that... Tell me about that story. Like, how did they... Like, were you out? Everything's great. You're in your car. First of all, what were you driving around that time? Like, do you have a nice car?
1: A white Honda Accord, and then I think I bought a Cadillac CTS. Of course. (laughs) Of
0: course course you did. So, you you know, but just if you could briefly, you know, that day when they caught you, did you come home and they were like, hey, sit down, we want to talk to you, or you know, or they called you up or texted you, whatever it may be. How did you... How did that happen? So my
1: crazy story is my best friend me and him had gotten a house together and his father was like on a boys route he was like a connected guy he warned me that he was tipped off that our house was being watched me and his sons just because his son lived with me like some connected guy in the police told him to warn him and i didn't fucking believe him and i went and got rid of everything that day and my friend came over i didn't tell nobody and he's like what the fuck are you doing, bro? My daddy's gonna come here and kill you right now. What are you doing? You're not listening to him? And I'm like, no, I had to get rid of it. I'm like, how the fuck does he know? It was crazy. And then what happened with my parents, I had a cousin who came in from Florida, and the guy went to AC. So I spent the weekend, like, entertaining his wife, just, like, to be a good cousin. I was 19, they were, like, 28. And he leaves his wife at the house. This woman just goes and tells my parents everything. Like, she, I, like I had her at a bar in Holbrook and she just like, I didn't tell her anything, but like she, I guess assumed. And they just, my dad drove out from Harlem. I remember he had my safe on his motorcycle and he like drove the safe back to Queens uh. and made me come to his house. Like it was like,
0: it was brutal. That's was fucked up that that girl did that. Unbelievable. Oh, was she hot? No. Oh, it's even worse <laughs> yeah. too. Are you an AC guy, do you like gambling? A little bit. I'm
1: not big into gambling, but I love being in a casino.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I love being in yeah. yeah. I love the action. I love the atmosphere yeah. of of everything, but I don't like losing money. Yeah, and I don't like yeah, it's just it's just too it much for me. Fast, it yeah. goes fast, yeah. It's too much. Yeah. So tell me about now, let's go back to this whole thing that you were doing with the with the assisted living. Yep. Right. So it sounds like this is starting to parlay into your business, right? You're starting to do that. People are starting it's funny how that happens. Yes, right? It's crazy. And so, so continue on to that. So these, so the assisted living place didn't want to use the movers. You borrowed two thousand dollars from your pops. Yes. Right. He gave it to me. He yes. gave it to you. So yep. tell, so so explain how you know. Continue that story.
1: So I started
0: relocators, and I got the
1: word. Remember that song, regulators. Regulators. Yeah. Mount up. And literally, I yeah, heard one that. G. I heard that song as I was trying to figure out a name for the company, and I was like relocators, and that's how I came up with
0: the name. And it's crazy how that is. Yeah, it's not. So crazy. I know. Regulators, Warren G. Yeah, Good song. Such an old song. <laughs> yeah, so. it's such an old song. What music do you listen to? I like everything. I love music. You love music. Yeah. When you work out at the gym, do you work out listening to say cuz you look hip-hop. like a, I love hip hop. Hip hop. Yeah. Who's the best who's your favorite rapper? If you could only listen to one rapper in your headphones for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: If we're going with a lot, Jay-Z, but I love Obviously, Tupac and Biggie.
0: Yeah. You know? Okay. Jay Z yeah. too. And he got a lot of plethora of all these songs that he did. Yeah. And everything like that. Yeah. So, but you you always been listening to hip hop.
1: Like I'll analyze. Yeah, I'm an analyzer. Like if it's a movie or a line, like I got to talk about. I got I got to break down every word of the song to you and explain what double double entendre and triple entendre is doing. So like I'm I could be annoying to listen with, but. I love like getting into it.
0: Yeah, you love yeah. getting you love breaking it down, yeah. breaking down songs and everything. Yeah, I, I, I do the same thing. You like that with movies too?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Are you a big movie guy? Yeah, acting. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm not a sports guy. Like, You're not. I don't, I don't get it. I love sports. Like my favorite thing is to play like beach volleyball in the summer. See the beach to this day. But like, I don't understand like, like my stepfather watched sports from three o'clock on every day. You know, like and just I don't understand people that like. Like, that whole, like, it's the king. If circus. If the Jets lose, yeah. I'm going to be it's pissed. It's the king it's circus ro- to keep you occupied. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'll go to a game and enjoy it as an event. I like events. I like boxing matches. Yeah. I don't like anything where, like, my life is following them. Yeah, you so you're not what what
0: into I mean? fantasy sports or anything like that either.
1: No, like, the whole Mickey Mantle, don't pay my rent. That. that was, a like, day one, like, that was everything to me.
0: Yeah. So yeah. so let's go back now to the, you, you're thinking of a name. What made you, though, get from, okay, did you... My thing is, is these ladies are telling you, or the, the assisted living home is trying to get you to to do it. What made you sit there and say, okay, I can see myself opening up a business and doing, like, what was the decision? Where were you when you made that switch, that connection to, I'm going to, my father's going to give me $2,000, and I'm going to buy a truck, and I'm going to do this? I
1: would say, at the time, it was path to least resistance, so I like I was saying with buying a delivery route, like, all right, I could, every one of my mother's estate sale clients needs either a clean out or move. If I buy a box truck, I could get a lot of jobs, and then I would still wait tables like Saturday, Sunday. And I did that for like six months when I started the company, and then, but I would make like maybe one job a week, make $800, and then work two nights
0: and make like $200 each. So I made my 1,000 a week or whatever I needed to at like 22. So you had, a, you had a thing that you said, I have to make $1,000 a week. That's right around there yeah. Where'd you get that from? Where do you get that mentality from, that, that money mentality and that discipline to do that? What do you think you got that from? You asked that before, but I love money, but I don't love money. It's more the
1: freedom. Like I don't, like I'll I'll spend money as much as I make. Like I, and I, and I do make sure, like you know, the whole Ramsey and all that stuff. I you budget. I, I yeah, I do that too. But at other times, I like I'm not. I like money is a tool, and the reason I love it, I love the freedom. Like I hate as a kid, I always had that. Like we can't do this because of money. We can't buy this because of money. We can't eat this because of money. And like I from day one, like I remember my parents would be like. You better do something. You better study because you're, you're going to need to make a lot of money. You like nice things. Like, you like what I money can do.
0: You like the fact that if I have a lot of money and I want to go to Miami, I can just go to Miami. And I don't have to worry about, you know, saying, oh, I can't do it because I'm not making any, I don't have enough Anything. money for that. Anything
1: and just freedom. and Like what I was telling you before we got on the air about the case, like. Being able to be like, yo, if this was somebody else, they wouldn't be able to afford all these tests with the court. And, you know, like it's easier just having that. I just feel like when you don't, when you're not able to afford stuff, you're obviously going to a restaurant. Anything you do, you know, having the freedom to like, no, I can make that happen. Is that something that you that.
0: you like going out to eat? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. What do yeah. you, what, what, what's your thing? Are you a steak guy? Are you a... Probably Italian or sushi. Italian or steak, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sushi too. Sushi's yeah. the best. Sushi uh, what, what about drink? When you go out to have a drink, what's your espresso drink? Espresso martini. Espresso martini? Yeah, that's always number one. That's your thing? Rocks on a rock's glass. Uh, yeah. Ah, look at you. Okay, all right. So, so let's get back... I feel like
1: I like espresso martinis. Now, all of a sudden, it's in. You know, like... Like I always like this fresh martinis. Now it comes in a can, like a fucking white claw. Like oh, yeah. When did it become like a fad? A fad. Like, yeah. yeah. You're Like it's, no, no. I've been drinking I this for a like while. It. I've yeah. been always doing this. It gets me upset now. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. Does.
0: Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So talk to me about now. You you, you get this truck. You're making eight hundred dollars a week, right? You know, or you know, if you if you get a job, you could do eight hundred. You know, there there was a point that you said I'm going to go all in on this, right? Too. Like, how does it progress from the one-box truck to where you are now? Explain that whole process. I would say... And what year are we in right now when you started doing this? Oh seven, I
1: started. Oh eight is when I started the company. Okay. So, yeah, so I'm like 23 years old. Okay.
0: So, 08... Just finished college. Just finished college. You got this thing. you have anybody working with you? A couple friends. Paying them here there, 50 bucks, 75 bucks, 100 bucks a day. In the very beginning friends, then hired a couple people, Craigslist, that sort of thing. How did you, so that must have been a good feeling when you had to hire somebody and now you're telling somebody else, hey listen, this is what I need out of you.
1: The first person I ever hired out of Craigslist was a week out of sixteen years from murder. He was thirty-two and he killed somebody at sixteen. I didn't even know until like a month into working together on the truck. What are you talking about? <laughs> so
0: wait, wait, wait. So you get him on the truck. How did you find out that the guy you know killed somebody? He told me. Oh, uh,
1: he was like, we we got close. Like I'm, I'm I could be with anybody and I'll get. You know, close to them, especially when you're riding person. and you're working yeah. together.
0: You're there all the time. Can't, you know, lift this and help me with that, and you know this and that. And next thing you know, you start. You know, take a break and you're talking to the guy.
1: Exactly, and he like he was like, "Listen, man, I, I really appreciate. You know, I I actually live in a shed behind that house you picked up, and he lived in a shed, and uh, he's like, I appreciate what you you give me the job and. He's like i just want to be honest with you about something you know when i was 16 i shot a guy on canal street over jewelry and i just got out of prison he was like 32. so
0: now you have that story right yeah. that guy tells you that you're probably like hey you probably say before you tell that story like this is a good guy he's a hard worker he's helping me make a business he's helping me do things Lawyer and now to a fault. and now and you're a good guy and now you have to me it sounds like a dilemma if you, if you tell the guy that you're not going to work for me anymore because you can't have him, now you know he's living in a shed, which is not something yeah, that— Yeah, you can't live with that. Yeah, yeah. now you got to live with yeah. that. Ooh, and, well, I know that th- I'm hanging out with a guy that if she could get a little stupid, he has no problems killing somebody, which that, to me, puts—you know, I don't really like being around that. Yeah. Because I like, you. The only way that I'm going to kill somebody is if you're doing something to my, my family or I think that I'm about to die. Yes. You're not going to just. I'm not killing somebody over jewelry. Yes. It's absolutely. never happening. Absolutely. You know, that's yeah, a yeah. loss. Yeah. I'll take it as a $500 <laughs> gold chain yes. rope loss and I'm gone.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: How did you deal with that?
1: I, let alone kill somebody. I'm not carrying around a gun. And yeah. <laughs> not, never. yeah like, it's never happening. No, I'm good. Um,. Honestly, he just he was loyal to a fault like we became close, and he I would say he he helped out a lot those early years, like it was just me him and then a few other people and when it was a few other people, and I wasn't there, I mean he's the type of guy you if you met him and talked to him for ten minutes, you'd put him with your daughter and your mother to have dinner like to take him out to dinner like nice you guy. just tell you he's a great he's a great person aside from obviously. It's hard to say someone's a great person if they kill someone. Yeah, like it's I, hard. I understand that conundrum, but people yeah. are people. Like, so, so you, you're
0: doing that, right? So, how, and and
1: and don't forget, I didn't have like at this time. I wasn't mm-hmm. like. Like I was still filling up the gas tank three times a day because I didn't have the money to fill up the tank. you know. Like So it wasn't like yeah. I was like this savior to him. Like We were doing it together at the time. Yeah, know? I, I yeah, know what yeah, you're yeah. saying.
0: It's crazy how yeah. you remember those days, right? When you're yeah. like, I only could, you know, $20 on 87. Exactly 20, yeah. yeah. 20 bucks on 87 and you're really just going to go from maybe the job site and back and that's it.
1: That's one of the craziest things I always think about. Like, wow, I used to have to fill the tank up like after the stop. <laughs> you after, know what yeah. I mean? Like three times. Yeah, three times yeah. after that.
0: How did you So let's fast forward to your business right before, say, COVID. Okay. Right? How are you doing? Like, how's the business from 2009 to around 2019? Right? So you got 10 years. How is that? How's everything working out on that? You know, is the business growing? Are you doing really well? Are you able to say, hey, I don't have to work as a waiter anymore? Yeah, so I
1: stopped being a waiter like 08, 09. I would say it was like the stages were 8 to 12. It was like self, self-employed. self Like me on a truck with a couple guys.
0: Then, so you're busting your ass yeah, every to- day. Like
1: fucking hell. And you're doing everything. Like hell. Like literally like leaving the job to do the estimate to come back and do the job. To dig out the basement. Hoarder houses, shit. Like literal feces. What do you mean? But wait, wait, wait. What did you say at the end Like there? we cleaned out hoarder houses. What's a hoarder house? Like the show hoarders, you ever see it? Oh, oh, a hoarder like, house like a that. A hoarder house. Oh, yeah, yeah
0: somebody that's they, they like they haven't been Literally paying rent like, and they're there for like three, four years and they're just fucking the whole house up. It's like a drug addiction.
1: Like this person lost somebody. And they've suffered a loss so great that they wound up holding on to everything for the rest of their lives, including dirty
0: diapers and garbage. Can you put a hoarder house up, or let's see what, if, if that'll even come up. So here you are, you, you are, you're busting your ass because you're saying so, 2008 to 2012. Yeah. So obviously, if you could remember that time frame, right, that means something happened in 2012 that changed the game for you. What was that? Audiobooks. <laughs> I'm a big audio book guy. Yeah, I'm a big audio book. Look at you. Okay, so tell me about that. I'm interested in knowing that. What do you mean that audio books? Because I never would have thought that you would have said that. I would say
1: the carpenter view hit home so much for me because I remember in college, like high school, was easy.
0: You're talking about Brian Carp yeah. on this show you're, here. Yeah, a you're the in interview year. with him. That's that's something. That's nothing, probably. That's, yeah, like I'm talking real feces. Like, yeah. You're like, talking shit. You're like on the floor, like, diapers. They like, don't even want to you do. You pull any...
1: up a couch, and there's a skeletal cat under it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah.
0: That's how bad it is. Yeah. That's how bad houses are. When Absolutely. you do that, right? So you have to do an estimate, and you know that, like, you come into there. Obviously, you're gonna. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. You 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 adjust your estimate on. Holy, of course. Oh my yeah. God! Look yeah. at this stuff. Yeah. Hoarded abandoned house with urine. That was on that one right there. The New York Post article. Right? That one you have. Holy shit! Yeah.
1: And I'm telling you, that's a disease. It's a disease. Like I don't care what scientists have said what about it. Or psychologists, like, like it has to do with them losing someone, and that, that loss triggered this.
0: Yeah, the, I'm, I'm convinced. Yeah, you can. It's conv- always a story. But who? Line. How do you get that job? So it can't be the person that's hoarding, right? Because no, they, they don't. They, yeah, they have to be removed. They have yeah. to be removed. Yeah. So you have to get a call from somebody, and they tell Usually you. Usually,
1: like, the family inherited or the family forcibly moves them out and then gets involved in calls.
0: Okay. Yeah. So go back to this whole thing, 2012 you're saying audiobooks. Tell me about that. And you said carp that re- resonated. It
1: resonated because I remember like having an epiphany like somewhere between high school and college where like I could never study. I could never like read and obtain anything. And then in college I did really good because I would just record myself. I'm like, how could I listen to, how could I know every word of every Billy Joel, hip hop, any song, I know every word, but I can't read something and know anything it says, two seconds later. So when I started recording it, and that kind of, I thought of that. I got really into when Steve Jobs died, that Walter Isaacson audio book. Yeah, I listened to that too. And from there it triggered that old memory and I just got super into like audiobooks. and
0: it's crazy how they came up with that the Apple, right? They were what was it on Acid? They were doing Acid, everything, and about the it, Apple right. Tree, and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, that really? That's a good book.
1: Yeah, it was, re- and all the way he connects things, and yeah, how they brought him back, and it was about to be
0: insolvent. And, so, yeah. so you 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 start doing audio books, and you're doing that, but how does that change for you? What like it, did that change your mindset?
1: Um. Kiwasaki like you guys talked about, too show me your network, I'll show you your net worth. Like I always understood, like how is Bush's son president because he's president? Like, like it's not you. It's all about who you know. It's all about your network, and like that started to hit home. I got really big into BNI and BNI um, so i group. About, yeah, networking yeah. groups and things like that. So
0: that's how yeah. that. Yeah,
1: and I was always passionate about like as that happened. I was also passionate about like that's my passion, like helping other people, like their path in business, you know, so it kind of fed into like, both of them, you know, like I loved like helping people with business, but I was also pushing mine at the same time. You
0: well, know? you you know, in turn, even though you're yeah. making a profit, It's self-serving, but it's helping. You're still helping people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. You still are in service yes. to others. Exactly. Yeah, which exactly. is great. So what, what if, you, if you could recall, yeah. are, you, are you a big motivational guy? Do you listen to certain people that just, hey, listen, man, I'm feeling a little down, or I'm going to go back to this one. Is there something that you really could suggest to people that could listen to, or is it just a I'm, combination? I'm more psychological,
1: like Forty Eight Laws of Power or The Alchemist. Like I love The Alchemist. I love The Alchemist. I didn't read. I didn't listen. You oh, listened to that one. You after this show watch the Will Smith motivational talk where he talks about like The Alchemist and how like. It's crazy to, for someone to conceive, you know, bending metal and flying people over an ocean. But somebody thought about it. Like that's like the alchemist. It's All in your, it's all in your mind. Everything.
0: Yeah, I gotta listen yeah, to that. Uh, uh, I love anything yeah. that you could recommend to me because I'm all over it. Number one alchemist. Alchemist. Yeah. Okay. So so let's get into now y- your business. At this time, you know, you starting to listen to audiobooks. around 2015. You start getting now bigger.
1: Yeah, 15. I actually. Um, I had saved up like two hundred thousand dollars and I tried to franchise because like college hunks were getting really big with the moving and junk
0: removal and early College on, hunks? Yeah. I see those trucks. They're everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they're everywhere. College hunks. Absolutely. And um I don't know about you, like if I was in you have relocators and all sudden college hunks comes around and you have this competition. Like, for me, I'd be like, who the fuck are these guys? College hunks my ass.
1: We used to rip the, everybody I knew would rip the signs out of the lawn. Like, the the highway signs. Like, we had hundreds at one point. We used to, like, whoever could get the most signs gets a hundred bucks this month. And guys would just go out. My friends would, like, we would videotape it and stuff, yeah. Yeah, no, I know, I'm I'm the same exact way.
0: So, so, but again, you said 2015 continues. So you, how, College Hunks comes out.
1: They franchise, so. I went the franchise route I had like invested all the money I had in this franchise idea concept that I had like the end-to-end service I saw that early on Now, like so if you google biggest stressors in life it's death divorce moving serious illness like it comes before fucking cancer like in the biggest stressors, it makes no sense because it's like a contractor's job yeah but no you're holding people's entire lives and taking them with you without them there. So, like, it does make sense when you, like, conceptualize it, but it's so crazy to see, like, how moving can be up there with those really serious life events. You
0: moving know? is huge. Yeah. It's a huge ordeal to say, I'm going to now, where I've been, say, my whole life, and now I'm going to pick up and go. Right? A hundred percent. Yeah. So, so, continue. Go ahead. So, putting it where...
1: A family loses a parent, and they make one phone call from out of state, and we can, you know, go in, move out the stuff they want, ship it to them, store it, then do an estate sale, take their proceeds, do a clean out for them, and have it ready for a new owner. I knew there was something there. So, like, that was, like, me and my mother together. Like, I brought my mother into my office, and it was basically feed off the calls. Now I tried to franchise it. I spent like two years doing that. Realized like franchising's like. Can you just give us
0: a little? I'm not too familiar with it. I know what franchising is only because of McDonald's. Yeah, say. of course. But what would be the benefits when you were first making that decision? What was the benefit that you were thinking that was going to be for franchising?
1: By dirt.
0: It's if good I song, could put a, I love the song. Yeah, listen to it on the yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah That's, yeah. Why, I, that's yeah. why I hit my head.
1: Great song. Um wherever I put a franchise up, I could put a building up for storage and I'll own a building. And then they could, they
0: would have to fill the building. Okay. That was my plan. All right. Yeah. So why why did it go? It sounds like it went a little sideways. Why?
1: It's just I was traveling the
0: world. Uh, uh, the, the world.
1: I was traveling the country and it's like the Wild West. Like everybody's in franchising. Like if you really look back on the companies, like they have 80 units sold, but their bottom line is so low. Like you could produce more than one or two. It's like... And we were very, we're a very complicated business, so you need an owner-operator, but it costs a lot. And I think franchising is for the guy who wants to buy a Cold Stone and put an 18-year-old in it or a Ralph's. Yeah. You know, it's not for yeah, yeah, like yeah. a- like, A Ralph's. Yeah. Yeah. Hot wings. Exactly. Yeah. Something simple. So, I came back and I just went like more the commercial route, the commercial, um, like commercial storage, commercial buildings. and. I wanted to redo it, so that's what I've been doing since like 2016. Basically, trying to buy a building a year, fill it with our storage. As the offset of the company is, you know, we get. When a lot you of say
0: storage, storage, though, so are you saying, so if you want to hoard, if they want to clean out, not necessarily throw that stuff out, they're going to store it somewhere
1: yeah like when we move people, their clothing gets messed up or they're downsizing and they have extra stuff you know we f- we we offshoot a lot
0: of storage all the time all moving companies do which is so great because that is now just sitting there making money for you, and you don 't do anything yes it's such yeah, a- it's residual it's passive yeah. yeah it's passive it's just sitting. On the thing, you are watching that thing just make money. Yes. Yeah, which is great. It's a great concept, and the more you can do it. So you're you're starting to sit there and say, the more we have of that, the more obviously money that I'm making and the more passive income, basically, I'm making, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We're building equity, yeah. You're, bu- you're building yeah. equity. So talk to me about up to that point, now all of a sudden COVID hits, right? Were you someone, because this is, you know, a lot of businesses, small businesses, COVID hits, and they're like, "Jesus Christ, I'm done. What am I going to do? How is you know? I, I'm not going to be able to survive. I, I'm shut down."
1: Can I tell you a great story about this? The yeah. Think of this. So for years, I would go into these really high end like North Shore houses, and they'd be like, "You know, um, the the staff you're sending are are they you know do they speak English?" And. I, or are they white? You know, like, they wouldn't say white, but...
0: I know what they're getting racist. at. Not yeah, you, you know are, are they thugs? Are they not thugs? Yeah. Are, they, are they people that are going to come in here? Do I have to be nervous about somebody robbing
1: you? Yeah. So here I am, like a kid, and I could tell they trust me. I came from a good r- referral. Like, you know, somebody very close to them was like, you have to use this kid. I'm 27, 28. And I would just look them in the eye and be like, hell no, that's... Just, you want a white kid they're going to have needles in their arm. I'm not going to send them. I would literally say <laughs>
0: and to they them. may quit. Straight up. And yeah. they may quit while they're there.
1: Straight up. And I'd be like my foreman is Julio's been with me like 12 years. We worked on a truck together. We're like brothers now. And um he's like he's like the first worker of like 40 Spanish guys in a family. You know, everyone's connected to each other. And I used to be like Julio's the person, like, if there's a zombie apocalypse, you leave your wife and you go with Julio, you know? Yeah. Like, so, so my dad helps him and his wife with something, and his wife tries to get us to go to dinner. Now I'm a year out of a divorce, COVID hits, and me and my dad are driving to Julio's to have dinner, and I'm like, it's like I've been saying, there's a fucking zombie apocalypse,
0: okay. and we're going to Julio's, and, then going... and I left my wife. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was a funny it's really an apocalypse. I'm like, we prophesized this. What did you... um? What was, so you're going through a divorce at the time, right? Uh, Like two years before. Two years before. How was that for you? I've never been married. Oh, you haven't? I've never been married. I have a kid, 22 years old, but I've never been married. What is, how does, what does that do to you? Because you seem like a guy that is totally invested in their job, right? You, 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 hands on everything that's going on. You have people that are working for you. So you're constantly you know it's really if you go to a Yankee game you still probably have your phone and something's going on what's going on with this and what's going on with that what do you mean that the truck's got a flat tire or this whatever it is I'm sure you're on on it 24-7 how does now you have a divorce first of all was it you that wanted the divorce or did she want the divorce
1: I don't know. I I theorize nobody wants a divorce, but you, then you really want a divorce. You
0: then know, you really, like yeah, nobody like, plans to want a divorce. And then all of a sudden, yeah. divorce comes in the yeah in the hemisphere, and you're like, Whoa, I guess we're gonna get a divorce. It, it was definitely
1: me, um, but it was hard. It was so hard for me. So hard. Why? Kids. I know. Kids. Kids. It's the, the hardest decision I've ever had to make is that whole like. Do I want to be 50% of the man and see my kids 100% of the time, or do I want to be 100% of the person and see my kids 50% of the time? Like, trying to make that decision. Do is you important.
0: know, so when I left, and I wasn't married you know, yeah. with my daughter's Same mother at yeah. the time. So this is uh, 2002, or whatever. No, actually, yeah, maybe a little bit before then. So my daughter's, actually, my daughter was seven months old. So it was like 2001 my mom has pancreatic cancer and she's dying she's like three Sorry. months yeah I mean it's a long time ago yeah. she has she says this one thing to me she says listen don't make the same mistake I made I see what's going on with you and I'm like well what do you mean and she's like you're miserable yep. she goes let me just tell you don't be afraid to leave and then nervous that you're not gonna see a kid all the time because she's your kids gonna see you every day right now and she's gonna see you miserable every day right now. Yep. Or she could see you fifty percent of the time, and when she sees you, you are happy. You are vibrant. You are, you know, and you're or gonna, you're you are you. I'm yeah. you. Yeah. And she's really now enjoying you. Absolutely. And that night I left. It's good. Yeah. And yeah. it's exact same. It's exact yeah. same. You know, logic is what you're saying right there. Yeah. But it's hard still.
1: You it's still fight. hard. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And then you know what the hardest Especially a daughter. You had a daughter, too. Yeah.
0: I always say if I had two sons, I think it would have been easier. <laughs> because you know what the thing is, too, is, is thinking about another man that's going to come in and be around your kids. That was really difficult for me. I had to actually talk myself into that when I was going to do it. I was like, you have to be ready that there's going to be guys coming in and out of your daughter's life could be. I,
1: I don't have that, but I understand it. My ex does because I I had a stepfather who I think I'd be dead if it wasn't for him and I couldn't stand him he had crazy rules, he was a cop he was a detective, my parents were like partying all the time like when I was younger he gave me like structure that like I think I'd be dead without him and I lived with him for 15 years and I saw my dad four days a month or five days a month I see my kids four days a week and I'm still I talk to my dad every single day of my life and my stepfather I talk to maybe once a Every couple of months, you know, like yeah, they're, I they're divorced now. So I always, to me, it's like I don't care if a fucking village wants to help raise my kids; they're gonna be my kids. Yeah, and I'm gonna you be there four mean? or five yeah. days a
0: week. So nobody's doing anything. Exactly, stupid.
1: I, I didn't have that insecurity.
0: Yeah, and one of the only ones I don't have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, what do you have? What insecurities do you have? Um, it's a good question. Yeah, well, you said you know. uh, I meant it. as, like, not be conceited,
1: like, but yeah. um, I understand what you're saying, but you always second guess yourself, especially like with business. There's always times where like you hit a plane. like, Can I push through this? Can I? This is too much for me now. Yeah. yeah. What am I going to do? You always
0: go to those stages. When when you go to those stages, who do you? What do you do? Do you talk to yourself? Do you go? Do you have a spot like you know? Do you, you go to church by yourself? Maybe do you go for a ride? How do you get through those those moments of when you're being a little insecure. You have some doubts about what big decisions you're going to make. And then you get through it. What what, what do you go to? <laughs>
1: you know, like, you know, like Rocky Three when he loses club Clubber line.
0: Yeah, I, I just yeah. watched him. Did you? Like two weeks ago. We okay. went one, two, and three, me and my girlfriend. Oh, we, nice. yeah, we Yeah, we loved
1: it. I can't wait till my kids are at that age. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> You know, when he like brings him back to the gym and he's like, You lost it. You lost the eye. And they're like, Oh, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah like, him and his manager. Yeah, like that feel. Or like Rocky Four when they're d- driving you yeah. know, through the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. Like that feeling of like, You see, in the, in the beginning, it's, it's easy because you have nothing. So you have nothing to lose. Like it's so easy to do well in the beginning and take a chance. Well, for me, I, I'm sure for most, some people, they can, obviously. But then when you start. Doing well, and then you are quite then you you get this confidence because you're successful. So your confidence is rising with your. Well, well I made something out of nothing. You know what I mean? Look, I have sixty, seventy employees. I have multiple buildings. You start thinking who you are, and you have to regain that like feeling of like I'm just gonna work. You know, you gotta get hungry again. Because it's never about the money. Like it's about like. It's a focus.
0: It's a sport. Yeah, yeah. It's the sport of it. Yeah, I understand. It's the sport of it. So, so talk to me about. So, COVID comes. You're hanging out with Julio. You go to eat yeah. Julio. But COVID comes now, and I would assume things now change dramatically, one way or another. And if you could just go into That's that, stop. what do you mean? Like everything stopped. Everything stopped. Yeah. So, were you getting nervous at that time? Like everything, nobody's moving and nobody's doing anything. Those first couple months, yeah. But it was, so,
1: it was so extreme that, like, I was nervous for humanity. Like, this is ridiculous. We're actually listening to this? Like, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, against yeah. every part of it the entire time. Like,
0: you were just like, what like, is going on? I, I got to get out there and get back to work.
1: I, I mean, I know this is not the greatest thing to say, but, like, my perspective was just, like, if you die, you die. Like, like we can't live our li- Like, we can't just stop life. For some people are going to die. Like, no, if my father's got a lot of nine eleven illnesses, all right, so he should stay home, and we'll bring him food to his doorstep. Like, yeah, but we, I'm a healthy we're guy. We're still going
0: to go out. You yeah, know? I'm like, a healthy guy, and yeah. I'm and I'm young, and I got to live my life. My kids are young, yeah. and I got to go live my life.
1: Yeah, so it's crazy to me that that could
0: happen. But and the only reason why why yeah. I'm getting into this here is then all of a sudden a boom starts. Yeah, big boom. A big boom, and that is, I don't like what New York is about. And I want to move out. Yep. And he all of a sudden, what's the most popular thing? I gotta call. Move to Florida. I gotta move. Yep. So how did that all of a sudden, that explosion, affected you, you know, and, 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 and your business and your life.
1: I had a theory before COVID that no matter what like I remember being fourteen and starting a job and telling my dad, like, how could anybody be poor? You just work. You know, like, and my dad was like, Rob, Rob, you have no bills. You're 14 years old. And, but like, that concept was in my head, like, just work. Like, and when I waited tables, it was like, no, I don't want a day off because I don't have enough money to go out that day off. I'll yeah. just keep working. So, like, I had this theory that no matter what happened, and if we lost everything, like, when I would go to take a risk or something, like you were saying before, test myself. Whatever, if I fail, my my cell phone, I'll always be able to make $1,000 a day working. Like, I'll just go in a truck with somebody. Yeah. You know, or I say that all the time, too. I say, listen, if
0: my my law practice goes down or anything, I'll bartend. I'll move to Manhattan. Yeah. And I'll bartend fucking four or five nights a week, making cash, and I'll do it. I don't care. Whatever it is, I can do.
1: Yeah. And that's like Jay Z music. Like, start me broke, I better get rich. Yeah. You you get it. Yeah. And yeah. So, when COVID happened, though, that was tested like we showed up every day like five of us and three like three workers and like two or three office people and every day there was nothing and a call came in for an emergency from like a realtor and for, to my cell phone, like the business was gone, but we were able to make like fifteen hundred, two thousand a day doing something for someone, and that happened every single day, and it really wrote. It really like was a testament to wow, we could keep it going, and then everything else after that is just the title it's a literal title wave it went away and it just came back 10 times stronger
0: 10 times stronger more than that probably and and everybody and you were seeing what what was like what what were you seeing as a mover everybody's moving to florida was the number one right Yeah. yeah but now people what nobody understands is
1: people that can never afford to live in the city were then moving to the city because the rent yes.
0: was going down. Yes. Next thing, you, it, it, you're right. Because yeah. you know what? No I was looking at like that, that. Because you if you go, like, say, there's this app called Street Easy that's just strictly for New York apartments. Yep. And you look and you can see each apartment right now. Right, like right now, an apartment in West Village is going for one bedroom, 3200 But you can see the history of it. And it was almost down to 1800 in 2020. Yeah. And it was like, holy shit. Yeah, there was everybody, cause everybody wanted to leave Manhattan. Yep. And then the rent was going down. Yes. So you were moving a lot of people into Manhattan now.
1: I saw it happen often and I was like, oh, that makes sense. And nobody's talking about that because it's so dead. But now people that could never like have a Central Park
0: view might have had a Central Park view. You know what I mean? Yes. So that was going on too. What do you um did you ever go into like I had to do a couple of times. This is when I was, you know, COVID hit. I got the studio and then COVID hits. But I was still buying equipment so one time I had to go into the city to go buy equipment and the streets and I don't know if you had this dead Dead. Not one person walking around not one car It was crazy and you will probably never see that again I know that kind of experience but I am legend yeah yeah, Yeah. I am legend yeah Yeah. it was just like completely dead
1: it was insane yeah yeah and then it went to
0: shit too and then it went to shit so Was a lot of your business, was more of your business going into Manhattan or was more of your business leaving New York, going to Florida? Like, what was going on? Florida
1: was, so I had, in order to retire my mother, I had started doing online auctions. That's where estate sales were transitioning. But it was dead. That boomed. Because now people couldn't come in a house. So it was just one person taking pictures and then handing people stuff. You didn't have 500 people show up at a house on a Saturday because you couldn't in COVID. So that boomed. And out of state moving boomed. Were
0: you, were you positioned your company that you can now start doing a lot of out of state moves. I'm not saying I don't know if you did. Those
1: two things had just started a year or two before so and I was always like a competition is my best referral source we need to you know when one during hurricane sandy all oh, we did was clean because it was you know because of the hurricane there was no moving so i was always able to like you know have something else to that was keeping us going through like a hard time yeah and it worked out there with without a state and online auctions
0: so for people let me ask you this though you know you, you sound like a really savvy businessman you're always looking you're yeah. always doing you know, for people, what what advice do you give people that want to start a business, or what, what what type of advice would you give to someone, you know, nineteen, twenty years old, says, "I'm not going to go to college. I want to start something." Like, what, what, what would you, give, what kind of advice would you give that that person, guy, girl, don't matter, whatever it is.
1: <sighs> when I was thirteen, I I rake me and two of my friends rake leaves at this neighbor's house. The and worst, I, oh, I, it was The worst, yeah. yeah. fucking worst suffer with that with like kids like because i'm like yeah i don't want my kids to be spoiled but at the same time i ain't fucking shoveling the snow and i ain't raking the leaves so yeah. how are they gonna do it yeah yeah, you know yeah, what i mean because yeah. i'm not gonna let so that's always like a thing in my head um and i told my dad and then like the next day he was he asked me about it i'm like oh we we're supposed to make like 150 dollars each the three of us and i and he asked me about it and i was like Oh, uh, we're not going to do it. We couldn't get the ride and mower through the gate. We, you know, we, we turned it. And so my friends left and I, I couldn't do it alone. And he was fuck no. Like, you're finishing. And for like three weeks, I raked this guy's lawn by myself, this huge property. I'll never forget it. And that was like the moment like, you can't not. Complete something like the guy gave me like seven hundred dollars. I was a millionaire that day. Yeah, you know, after like three weeks of working by myself.
0: So the lesson that your, your your father's teaching you at that time is: you start something, you finish it. You finish it.
1: Yeah, and don't burn bridges. Like you can't. You gotta. You gotta leave off. There's some people you don't have to associate with, but don't burn. People are so ignorant with things or with like you know emotions about things that happen like and you got to just be able to you know see through it or what's their reason for acting that way like yeah be above it you know because people let a lot of petty things stop them i mean that's what society does you it holds you down and yes and people let that happen to them
0: what about networking i mean number one number one, you number th- one. that's number one there's you nothing think?
1: more important explain that Show me a network, I'll show you your net worth. It's all about who show you know. Show me a network, I'll, I'll show, show you the network worth. Yeah. yeah, because it's all about who you know. Yes. You know how many times I called you about that other thing to get on here? But then I ran into that guy. And it turned out it was because of my commercial. There's a guy from my group that I was training how to be a president. He's like, oh, you got to use my commercial guy. Call him. I call him. He's my wife's, my wife's uh, father's best friend. And then we start talking. It's and just think, one oh, I'm thing. I'm going to put you on track. I'm going to do this. Yeah. One it, thing leads it's to, it's another, to another. Yeah. It's all about networking. It's all
0: about networking. So you would definitely say, hey, that's something that you got to do. You got to network. You got to get out there. You got to get off your ass. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people yeah. are nervous about doing that. A lot of people are nervous about they don't have the confidence to sell themselves. Because yes. they're not they're not confident in who they are to begin with.
1: Yes. Yeah. Or they sell. Like, I, I don't like selling. Like, I like. Like you like I was bad at selling drugs, drugs sell themselves. Like what you told about yeah, me yeah, before. Yeah, like yeah. like I like it where like philosophy of reciprocity, like give and receive, or you know, you give great service, they'll need it. They need yes. the service. You yeah, know the law the of attraction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Can, you pull,
0: can you pull up his website for us, Eric? Yeah. Um so so talk to us about the business right now. What what you know, how how's it going? You know, if people wanted to to use your service, how do they do it? You got a commercial that just came out too, right? Yes. You sound you seem like to me that you are also into motivation, right? You Absolutely. are into into doing that. Is that something that you could see yourself doing? Is that something that you see, you know, like mentoring people or or and helping out people? Is that a, a path that you could see yourself going down?
1: If I had one passion, it would be to help business owners. You know, succeed themselves. You got a great website,
0: by the Thank way. You. Yeah, yeah. It. Did you did, did that take a while? Like, are you are you t- at that are you that person that so you have the website builder yes. and you're like, no, I don't want that picture. I want this one. I don't like the way that bar is there. You know, I you know, I don't want green. I yes. want you know bronze or whatever that you know yellow that 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 is.
1: Absolutely. Like those hoodies took forever, and we wanted to use them for the commercial. And the lady's like, there's no way, there's no way. We're filming the commercial. We pull the kids out of school. We have no shirts for the kids. We're tying them up. And at like 1 p.m., my salesman gets a text. The sweatshirts just got dropped off, and I fucking... Uber, sent an Uber, and then called the guy. and I was like, I'll give you 50 bucks. Just grab sweatshirts for me and bring them here. Because I couldn't do an hour there and back. It was like 30 minutes away. So I had to do it one way, 30
0: minutes. Oh, wait. So wait. You told the Uber guy. Yeah.
1: I Ubered the Woodbury to Hopog because I couldn't, I didn't have an hour with the camera guy. Yeah. I had to get him there in 30 minutes. And then I was like, I was like, I called him. I'm like, listen, I'll give you 50 bucks. Just grab the boxes and bring them to me right away. Oh, it's fucking great. And he did it? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. They're in a commercial. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I love it. Yeah. So 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 there we are. So one eight 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 five seven oh reload. What relo ma- you know, what made you if we could scroll down a little bit, Eric, let's take a look at some of this stuff. Is this all you? Or like, you know, I want this in here, I want that yes. in there and everything. Yes. Clean outs, moving, restoration, estate sales, storage. Out of those things, what do you think is the biggest thing for you? right now it's restora- we're not we
1: don't do restoration we do pack outs for restoration companies so like there's like maybe 40 restoration companies like surf pros and every time there's fire or water damage we call we pack it we move it we store it we return it and we unpack it so that's been the last few months cuz the real estate industry is dead
0: it so, is yeah, it's going been- down
1: well, right now, it should pick up, I would think. But
0: Is is that something that you're always in tune to, the real estate market and everything?
1: Yeah, yeah. And the realtors, they're all optimistic right now, but I think they're full of shit.
0: Do we, have that, Eric, do we have that commercial? Yeah. Let's play the commercial. Let's see what you got cooking here. Thanks. Let's see what we got here. Let's see what we got. Relocators, Rob Esposito. Let's see what we got cooking. And um, t- so tell me a little bit, before we make this commercial... Is that something that you said, hey, or did somebody say to you, let's do a commercial?
1: No, I wanted to do it for branding, and that was a huge lesson, too. Like, Jay Z talks about how art, a song, you get so much in the lines, and how do you do that in 32 bars or whatever? He has an interview about that. You know what it's like dissecting a script, like to get it in 30 seconds and hit all the points. Like that took hours of us, like changing one syllable or one word. Was, yeah, one word. Was fun. It was fun. Like, that's what I love, like doing stuff like that. Creative, yeah. in yeah. artistic way. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You ready to rock? Let's see it.
1: 25 years ago, my nana had cancer, and mom had the added stress of liquidating her home in Queens and moving her to Long Island. Around then, I had my first introduction to work, helping my father clean out vacant lots. Transitioning out of a home is one of life's biggest stressors. Since then, Relocators has been designed to streamline
0: moving, cleanouts, storage, estate sales, and online
1: auctions. Whether are using beautiful.
0: one or all our services, let Relocators guide your family. Relocators!
1: Cleaning out vacant lots—that's Steve Felitti's dad. Helping oh,
0: my father clean out vacant I lots. Yeah. yeah. So, so let me ask you this though. I mean, you have a lot of how many trucks do you have? I think seventeen. Six, seventeen 16, trucks. 16, 17. You have, wow. Yeah. And how many employees
1: now? Sixties, somewhere around there.
0: How does that feel? You wake up every day and you know that these people that you know you're relying on them, but they rely on you. Is that a burden? That you know is something that you sit there and say, "I'm blessed." You
1: know. A- absolutely, and. Like it comes definitely feel blessed for that um it definitely comes with like with with a lot there's a lot of you stress know, yeah, no like uh Abert, um with um what do I want to say responsibility yeah, a lot of responsibility. like I want to help them buy houses or I want to help you know like Julio. We helped buy a house and walk him through it, and now he has a rental in two spots of it. Like you know, and he wasn't even a citizen when he started. So you so, like, like help I getting... love like how I love seeing other people grow, and like I want to do better for them. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I always have that. But
0: it's it. also you know cool too that you know I saw those people there. They're all hanging out there, and you build relationships. You yeah. go to work. I see Everybody, yeah, yeah, you know. It's and you yeah. have this thing, and it's um. Thank God it's Monday. Yes. Tjim, right? Everybody thinks, oh, thank God it's Friday. But absolutely. you have something that says, thank. God it's Monday it's my license plate it's your work. license yeah. plate just, just you know briefly before we ended here tell me a little bit about that what's that mindset about so when, when I started saying it I didn't know what it was about
1: like I knew what it was about but I didn't have it like written or conceptualized it's just the motivation and a big part of it is like you need to have like your TGIF and you need to be balanced like you need to like you were saying with the divorce and stuff to be happy you need to go into the weekend Like excited about partying or being with your family, whatever you're doing for the weekend. But then you need to get up Monday. You can't have half your life suck. You know, and that's originally what it was about for me. Like all these people get up for work and like the other side of the expressway. Like, no, you gotta work that shit so you're going against traffic. Like, and you can't hate half your life all the time. You know, you don't have to love it and
0: be happy, but you have to at least. And don't know, look and at like, Monday as being a negative. Look at Monday as being, this is, you know, yeah. the start of I could kill it. I can crush it. And it's a clean slate.
1: And what happened to me was we were, like, we would all text every Monday morning, like 5, 6 a.m., like 50 people. And one day I'm running in late to pick up my kids, and the school security guard's like, TJM, does that say thank God it's Monday? Why? And I'm like, Ninety nine percent of the world scream TJF, and one percent hold all the wealth. Just like, like it just came to me. Yeah, and I was like, "That's fucking it. That's what it is. Yes, that's what TJm is. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love it. And though. then it became that. Yeah, listen, my man. So how how do people get in touch with you if they wanted to? Like, you have? Are you on social media? Is Absolutely. Relocators on IG? I saw that also. Yes. It's on TikTok as well. Yep. That you're trying to do too, right?
1: Yep. relocators Relocatorsusrelocators.com is our website. And uh, our number, our local number is five one six five nine five seven four two zero. Rob Esposito, my man. Thank you so much. Hey, listen, I brother, I really you,
0: appreciate it's it. A big fan of the show. Yeah, I appreciate that. And listen, so we, you know, if you get a chance, everybody uh, subscribe to our channel, our YouTube channel. Also, we're on Rumble, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, you name it. And with that being said, hey, Rob Esposito, awesome, great nice guest, brother. You. Yeah, nice meeting you too, brother. And we are out. Peace.